makes it possible. Please make a donation today at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. So basically, you're getting twice the bass. I don't know. I don't really know if I need all that bass. Oh, I think you need all that bass. I mean, if you want a system to handle what you want. Get ready. See, this, this is high five, high fidelity. You know what that means? That means this is the highest quality fidelity, high five. Those are two very important things to have in the stereo system. But of course, I got to modify with the TK421, which uh, kicks it up another, I don't know, maybe three or four um, quads per channel, you know. But that's, that's really, that's technical talk. That doesn't really concern me. Still a little uncertain, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know what you need? You need a test drive. That's what you need. You need a test drive. I mean, it's one thing to hear it from Buck's mouth. It's another thing to hear it from the TK421. So let me just pop in this A-track, and you just give a listen. Tell me what you think, okay? in the perfect position and race to the bottom is on the air time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing winslow tea try it hot lukewarm or over ice have it with milk and sugar or a lemon wedge or oh natural now that's winslow tea a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow.
from the Winslow T broadcast booth in, thankfully, somewhat cooler Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. How's it going, everybody? My opening monologue, as always, is sponsored by Winslow Tea, because that's how you know it's Winslow. I'm finishing up right now, and, you know, I've been talking about I've had my thermos, and it's been, um, it's been a good run, but here's what happened. My, my wife, my, my, you know, my wife, right? My wife, who's, who said that? Can my research team figure out? All these people say my wife, but I don't know who said it. Research team, can you look that up for me, please? My wife made, she said, I got some Winslow tea brewing. If the Winslow's brewing, don't come up stewing. And I said, oh, great. Perfect. I'm, I'm so tired. That's just what I need to get my day started. She said one thing, it's decaf. So I was like, what? So I had to stop by the the, uh, green grocer and I got some iced Winslow. And I'm... finishing it right now and that's good to the last drop and i asked our guest i said i said john field do you do you would you like some iced winslow from the green grocer and he said no i'm good but i am gonna send him home with our um, mega um pack it's the winslow mega pack and i think it even has some decaf so we're gonna kind of freestyle today I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm, I'm tired. I had to switch into uh, teaching mode this week. Lots of meetings. But I'm, I'm going to rally. And I've got uh, just just the guy to help me rally. John, your mic, is your mic working there? I believe it is. Oh, sounds, sounds really good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I, I, I'm feeling great. You ready to rally? I'm ready to rally. I'm excited about the uh, uh, Winslow Tea giveaway. Yeah, uh, it's, it's. I think the thing that people don't say about it is, you know, it's good on you on the inside, but <laughs> it's also, you know, if you ever drop a nice warm bath and just put a couple of Winslow Tea mm. bags in there, and you know, like add a little bit of bleach, and you, know, you can just take a nice warm Winslow Tea bleach bath, and it's great for the skin. <laughs> um, hashtag bleach. Um, Steep and bleach, steep and bleach. Yeah, that's that's what the kids used to do back in the day. <laughs> there's planking. Uh, there was a mm-hmm. Tide Pod challenge, and then there's a steep and bleach. And the bottle flipping. Yeah, bottle flipping. Uh, uh, fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. I always think it's funny. Like I, I uh, we were talking before this how we both I, I do uh, tours and I I teach uh, part of it is doing student tours, and I remember some some teachers just. I don't think are really aware of their kids or whatever, but like I brought up to them that like, it's funny with fidget spinners, how, uh, so many fads and toys for kids are about anxiety management. And she just looked at me. She's like, why would kids be 
uh, uh, anxious. And I'm like, have you seen a child in the past like five years? They're not, they don't got, they got, they got a lot of stuff to worry about, you know? Yeah. Have you seen life? Have you seen life with Eddie Murphy <laughs> and, uh, uh, the other person in that movie? Um, yeah. Who's in that? I want to yeah. see Martin Lawrence, but no, no, no. Maybe it was, um, research team. Who was in Life with Eddie Murphy? Got a good research team. I don't know if you know that, yeah. John. Field. Yeah, you have like 50 people here just like on like like a sea of desks. And yeah. they're all just like running around. <laughs> they haven't brought you one piece of information, though. This is no. weird. Yeah. I think we, we short circuit them. Yeah. Um, if you want to be part of the program, you can uh, dial the phone number 718-673-8201. And, and as long as I'm giving out phone numbers... Given out information, use uh, news you can use. Let me do this. Radio Free Brooklyn is sponsored in part, which part? By Choice Far- My Choice Pharmacy, offering little or no cost medical braces. You ever had a, a medical brace in your life? Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, like it's the weekend, yeah. going to chill with friends. Well, what if it was little or no cost? Well, then that's better. I spent over like $50,000 a week on medical braces. <laughs> For more information about these free or low-cost medical braces, uh, call 844-598-6639. But don't call that number if you want to uh, be part of the program. Don't get your numbers crossed. Also, Radio Free Brooklyn, I'm supposed to read this verbatim. Oh, wow. So no no funny business on this. No bits. Radio Free Brooklyn is sponsored in part by Peters Valley School of Craft. Peters Valley presents the Fall Craft Fair at the at Sussex County, New Jersey Fairgrounds on September 25th and 26th. Visitors can browse and buy handcraft pieces from over 100 exhibiting artists. You, so you can browse pieces. Ticket sales supports Peters Valley Schools of Craft. Nice. Fostering creative thinking and thought through fine craft education programs and events. Tickets and more information at petersvalley.org. Oh, wow. So we got that. I checked that box. I, I, I love a good craft. Mm-hmm. I have I have over... 40,000 God's eyes in my apartment. <laughs> just, 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 just sitting there. God, I walk into our bedroom and there's just the eyes of God, mm-hmm. 40,000 of them just staring at me from a wall, <laughs> judging me for the worst acts I yeah. do in that bedroom. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I can't, that's, that's the opposite of voyeuristic. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, uh, omniscient really yeah 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. john are you familiar with um another john so we're both john yes are you familiar with john mayer i love john mayer do you really i i have i think john mayer's fine okay have you listened to his new uh, record sob rock i haven't been that's what he called it <laughs> yeah <laughs> no way <laughs> jesus christ uh, oh, yeah, Sob Rock yeah. Uh, came out uh, this a few uh, maybe six weeks ago, I think. And have you see, you haven't seen the um, the advertisement through New York City? No, no. Oh man, is there like ads everywhere? There's ads everywhere. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Do you not go to Manhattan? I I went, I've started going, I got an unlimited pass now. So like now it's not an investment to go outside the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just been, actually I've been, uh, I've been writing a essay on advertising. So I was actually going around and taking photos of ads around. Okay. So didn't see one sob rock. Not one sob rock. Not one sob rock. It didn't hit my demographic. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I've seen a lot of these ads and a listener, Tim, wanted to know what I thought of the, the, the sob rock. Yeah. Tim, this the guy, listener, Tim, he's my, one of my best friends growing up. Oh. And he's it's, we've, we, we've reconnected to the show. Through the show, so so uh, shout out to listener Tim. So he, here at at long overdue, I'm gonna let him know and let you guys know what I think of this new John Mayer record. Yeah, I thought we would do kind of a an unfair record review. Yeah, by listening to about ten seconds of each song and um, judging them. That seems fair. Okay, <laughs> um, and just to. Show my work or um, give credit to where credit is due. I did kind of steal this idea from Tom Sharpling from The Best Show, uh, but he doesn't do this anymore. So I, yeah. I, he, he hasn't done this for 15 years. Yeah. So I'm going to just pick up where he left off. Good artists steal. Yes. And great artists are John Mayer. <laughs> All right. So Sob Rock. He, I think I read a, a little bit of an interview, but I didn't want to ruin uh, my um, first thought, best thought. So I kind of stopped reading the... Yeah. But he did say that he wanted to bring back the album with with this album. Good for him. Yeah. I, I think he has the cultural cachet to do that <laughs> nowadays. Uh, first song, Last Train Home. Hmm. Um. That already doesn't make sense. It's the first song. How can yeah. it be the last train? And I, with a with a title like "Last Train Home," I feel like this is going to be like the the kind of like bluesy rock that I'm not into. Yeah, but let's we'll see. It's like um from the movie Ghost World, Blues Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I don't even know what to say. It sounds like yacht rock, which like, uh, like seventies, eighties, Michael McDonald, Christopher Mm -hmm. Cross, which I can do. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah. If you want to use me, use me. You got to use me until I'm gone. Yeah. I felt like a big uh, kind of Eric Clapton vibe on that. Yeah, he's big right now. Yeah. A lot of people, I, I don't know what, but a lot of people are talking about him on Twitter. So, you know, uh, you, you got to go after the trending tab. It's kind of like, um, you ever listen to Bon Iver? Yeah. It's like when Bon Iver was like, he did like a masterpiece acoustic album and then he was like, all right, I'm going to 
take a lot of DMT now and, <laughs> and, uh, and just fully embrace the cheese. Yeah. This is like, is this, is this three dimensional chess where you, where it's like you embrace the cheese and then I don't even, I can't even describe what, how complicated this, this gambit is. I feel like there's this like uncanny valley or like up upside down of like bad white people, blue eye soul mm-hmm. rock that just, it just bounces right back to just like, I, I feel like that corny feeling is still a feeling where mm-hmm. like, you're just like driving in your uh, 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 Sebring going down <laughs> US one with your top down. Yeah. And, uh, and just, you know, you got all the money in the world and you don't have to worry. You got yeah. your kids and, uh, you know, it it's, speaks to it's that. It's like so bad. It's good. Yeah. That it's, but then it's, but I'm, I'm back on the, but it's bad. Like, yeah. But then, but then I'm the fool. Yeah. Because it's actually good. You're the loving fool. But it's gone back and forth between it's so bad it's good, but it's actually bad. That's what I'm trying to get at with this. Like, He's been used until he's gone. (laughs) It shouldn't matter, but it does. Yeah. Next, that's the title of should. Oh, that's the song. Should have done more. Should have learned a lesson from the year before. Should have been honest. Should have just cried Should have told me there was nothing left inside Now the road keeps rolling on forever And the years keep pulling us apart We lost something I still wanna where it I can see him writing this song. Yeah. With his $60,000 watch. <laughs> Next to his hundred thousand dollar watch. Some people, John, you you do some writing. Yeah, are you, are you like a, a the kind of person who you want like a uni ball pen and like a really nice piece of paper before you get started, or do you write maybe your best things on like the back of a napkin with a bic with like a uh you know with a crayon. I think when I like organize my thoughts, uh, I'm left-handed. So, and I have this problem today. I, I can't find my yellow pad, but yellow pads don't have, uh, they're not notebooks. And so yeah. like, that means like everything I write on the right page is just garbage because my hand, it, like mm. half my hands holding it up. So I need a yellow pad and it's like huge enough that I can like write sprawling thoughts and like arrows and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I do stuff on back of napkins, but I think like I've been doing it. Uh, I think I just kind of figured out that when your papers are organized, like it just takes out so much work you have to do. Like, mm. like right now, I, like the thing I'm writing has some stuff written on the back of a um, Dunkin' Donuts wrapper. <laughs> and now I have to carry that around with me wherever I'm like doing the mm-hmm. notes. And it's just like, now I have this disgusting crumb filled thing that talks about ideology and advertising. Uh, You know, they, there's left-handed scissors. Yeah. But there's no right-handed scissors. Those are just scissors. Those are just scissors. Right? There's uh as a left-handed person, you probably they, I've been I told you I've been doing orientation and we do DEI. That's yeah. That's like a classic thing to get people that and 
get into your mindset inherent bias, right? Yeah, yeah. So you live in a it's a, you see what it's like because you live in a, a right handed world. Yeah, I would argue left handers are the most marginalized people. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if John Mayer is is uh, left-handed. He gets off left-handed vibes. Yeah. Like, it's the, I feel like left-handers are either like Hitler or like <laughs> creative Charlie Browns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's shed some new light on the on the subject. This next song three is called "New Light." Oh, Fleetwood Mac, kind of dream yeah. dreams era. Sorry. Pushing 40 in the friend zone. Oh, man. You know, he did a, he had a dalliance with stand up comedy, right? John? Really? Man? I yeah. remember he had a one off VH1 special where it was like a prank show that I actually thought was kind of funny. Uh, I've seen him do comedy before. He's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. And stand up's hard. So I don't know if he'll be good at that. Yeah. Was he good or? I don't, I mean. He would supposedly get up at like the comedy cellar and stuff. Really? Yeah. Jeez, that's weird. Yeah. He had one bit on like that VH1 show that I thought was hysterical where, I mean, also I was 16 at the time, but mm-hmm. he, um, it was like before his concert and a bunch of people were tailgating, tailgating and he dressed up in a bear costume and was just telling everybody that John Mayer sucks. <laughs> it was just trying to ruin their day Yeah, and just saying everything everybody ever said about John Mayer. So at least he's mm-hmm. self-aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think, I think that that kind of peaked when he did the playboy interview and he thought he was just kind of, uh, being like an edge Lord yeah. and said some, uh, pretty, um, I can't repeat what he said, but he said some pretty. Um, he he managed to to in one one like six word sentence be both incredibly misogynistic and racist. Oh, good for him! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was just joking. Yeah, that's all you might need. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, how can you cancel? What's there to cancel for John Mayer? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to protest? Papyrus. Oh, Papyrus isn't around anymore. Stationary. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess. I guess he lost all his income now. So because what can't, they they would sell this at Papyrus. Well, they would. I, I used to work there. I think I was talking from personal experience. They used to play. Uh, we used to have a ninety-minute Muzak loop, which is way too short for Muzak loop. Yeah, uh, uh, that's like four times in an eight-hour shift. If if I know math, and I don't. Uh, and uh, <laughs> just the, him and Michael Bublé, like just mm-hmm. just just all the time, just. Where would you sell, you know how like Nora Jones was sold and um, she was like a star, the, yeah. the Starbucks artist. Uh, where where would you, so far from listening to this record, where would you sell? I think Starbucks still. Right? Yeah, still yeah, Starbucks. It feels very Starbucksy. Maybe a Jamba Juice. Is there anything like guest stars? Does he have like Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> bars? Doesn't, doesn't seem like it. There's no featuring. Why you know love me? I guess he does this with a uh, cookie monster. Why you know love me? Uh, it's the next song. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that was an ad lib. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he got his foot caught in the council. <laughs> it's like, oh, I like that. Let's use that. <laughs> All right. Wild Blue is the next track. It's Fleetwood Mackie again. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is. This is like the same song from two songs ago. Are we crazy? Yeah. It's the same vibe. I mean, it. You ever listen, you you know, like speaking of Fleetwood Mac and like a lot of that yacht rock stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not, um, like a, uh, I don't have, I'm not an expert in cocaine, right. but I do know that, um, from what I understand, cocaine is a, um, is an upper. Right. But I think maybe it's such an upper that. Then, because you listen to like Crosby, Stills, and Nash and stuff from when they were doing a lot of cocaine, and yeah. it's it's almost like they're so high and uh, jittery that they need super relaxed music. It's almost like it's almost like how you put the AC on when it's hot outside. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I kind of get. I don't. I'm not. I don't know what Mr. Mayor's, um, you know, drug. I hear uh, he. I think he makes jokes about doing cocaine. Yeah. So I think like he's a coke guy. Yeah. This seems like it, it could be in the, in that vein where he's like so sped up that he needs co- like com- comforting. Um, Languid. Yeah. What about Shot in the Dark? Uh, song six. <laughs> this whole album's a shot in the dark. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I hope John Mayer's not listening. <laughs> This sounds like it would sound really good. And you remember those 90s, uh, like, minivans that look like uh, like Dustbusters? Yeah, yeah. Um, Aerostar? That was like that type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would sound really good in, like, an Aerostar van that still had that new car smell. Yeah. This is a, has a real new car smell uh, sound. Yeah. All right. And everything I've heard, at least so far, that I can count three references to traveling, mm-hmm. and and I feel like it just elicits that. I'm just like I think it's like car music. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I just feel radio like, music. Yeah, I, I guess I just feel like is is this next song, Se- song seven. Busted out the acoustic guitar for this one. Da-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. I'm guessing that's I guess where I just yeah. feel like I guess I just feel like Mhm. Okay. Nobody's honest. Mm. Nobody's true. Everyone's lying to make it on through. I guess I just feel like I'm the same way too. Ooh. Oh wow. Oh. 
physician heal thyself. Yeah. You know, maybe he's projecting onto people <laughs> and why is everybody always lying all the time? <laughs> Who's lying? What lie? How do you look how do you look John Mayer in the face and lie to him? <laughs> What'd you think of the song? Oh yeah, it was good. Yeah. Great job, John. <laughs> we got a phone call. Oh wow. Race to the bottom. Oh, hey, I'm just listening to this. This is Tom. I'm listening to the John Mayer thing. and um, Gosh, it's so gross. So gross. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mean to, to kill the vibe, but I just, you know, I, I, I was watching, like, I was scrolling through Instagram and my feed, and there was this really weird John Mayer video that I thought was just hilariously awful. And I watched it. And now Instagram thinks I like really like John Mayer and just <laughs> all these horrible <laughs> little private, authentic John Mayer moments that it thinks like I'm my psyche's craving. Yeah, the algorithm gotcha. Um, but his his music, I didn't realize how how awful it was, and you guys are doing a really good job. And um. Do you those, those those last few lyrics were absolutely just, <laughs> I just I guess it just feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> garbage, absolute garbage. <laughs> Did you um, garbage? Do you know what I'm saying about how it's it's doing the thing where it's like it's so bad it's good, but then it's bad again. Then it, you, how he's playing with that? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it's like when you uh, repeat something so many times, like a, a joke where it's like <laughs> you know it's like becomes funny again and then it's yep. like all right yep. no, now seriously you got to stop saying that <laughs> right well i do think that all songwriting is about like how do you say nothing and have it mean something mm. and you just that's a john mayer lyric <laughs> <laughs> can I you guess what I'm, I'm saying is i guess what i'm saying is <laughs> <laughs> can tom can you uh can you hear um, this? Ooh. Can you hear that? Oh, I... oh I'm hearing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> My shoulders are moving. Things are happening over here. Yeah. Talk about travel, uh, John Field. I think we just went uh, down to the Caribbean on yeah. this one. Here, let's, <laughs> let's get a little. This one's called Till the Right One Comes. I guess this is like a gross, like. Uh, my guess is it's it's like I'm gonna bang this uh, <laughs> till the right one comes kind of thing. I, this is a uh, family friendly show, so I can't really. It's venturing into his Playboy interview territory, but uh, let's give this a little bit more of a listen. Uh, sorry. That's where I think his lyrics are going to go. Well, the lucky in love call themselves winners and losers are sinners who have gone astray. As if I woke up You know, um, I, on like old Casio keyboards where yeah. you could hit the demo button? Yeah. I feel like this, you could do a Casio version where... All the demo buttons were just the <laughs> John Legend. <laughs> Not John Legend. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. John Legend. Yeah. Uh, Ten. Uh, 
Yeah, all 10 songs. One thing that he did do, I think trying to bring the album back, he didn't mess around. This is only a 10-album song. That's nice. So we're uh, that was Till the Right One con- Comes. We have two more here. This one's called Carry Me Away. Um, a lot of sentence fragments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's, uh, he wrote this for John Kerry. I'm such a bore. I'm such a bummer. There must be more. Behind the summer, I want someone oh. to make some trouble. Been way too safe inside my bubble. Mm. Oh, wow. Me keep you just picture him with the hand on the earphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that like we are the world uh, kind of one earphone off. All this money, all this, this money just there that's the worst part yeah it's like the proficiency and everything sounds crystal clear carry me away all right last one all i want is to be with you so do we think that this is going to be like a, a slow how, how's he how's he going out is this a, a slow jam here or is this going to go back to the uh fleetwood mac uh cocaine vibe I, if I had to guess, yeah. I, I would say like the slowest, the slow jam, and like mm-hmm. the most like meditative, mm-hmm. and like like what he wants is you to go inside of yourself, and just that's how we'll walk away from the album. <laughs> okay, let's. Tom, what do you think? All I it, just, I just think it's, I wish I had. I, you know, I just don't. How does he have the nerve to be introspective at all? It's <laughs> so weird. Um, he's got. I guess his appeal is that it's such a wide tent. Um, but I would think that he would probably finish out on some, you know, calling card, body is wonderland, mm-hmm. sex, sexy, gross thing. So maybe a, a, just with the acoustic on this one, and then maybe drop in second verse with the whole band, <laughs> guitar solo. He's got a rip on it, the guitar. I mean, the guy's such a great guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's done a cover of Voodoo he Chili. <laughs> That's the maddening part, is that he is sort of good at the guitar. Yeah. That's what yeah. I hate. That's the worst part. Okay, let me hear him do something you know, good on the guitar. All right. All I want is to be with you. Yep, slow. And cowboy Yeah. Yeah. I can fake it. I've been wrong every time. I don't want to see your face again And I can find me someone new But all I want is to be <laughs> You get a, f- a free uh, personal pan pizza with this one. <laughs> <laughs> John, who, who would you rather have on an incessant repeat? You're like locked in the basement. Buble or mayor? A, a session I'm locked in the basement? You're locked in the basement and someone's torturing you and they're just playing on repeat. It's the new VH1 Michael show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael uh, John Mayer. I, as, as much as, I, as I'm uh, giving John Mayer the business, I do have to admit I like a few of his songs. Um, I see. 
but uh, I don't. Um, I can't say that for Michael Bublé. I I can't say that I I like any of his songs. I feel like John Mayer's fake authenticist, uh, like uh, fake genuineness, is at least palpable. And like that's you were talking about, like bad go go to good to bad again. Like I feel mm-hmm. like when he's fake genuine, at least it's like background music. Uh, just as someone who used to work in a stationery store and would listen to. Michael Bublé, he's, I can't, like, and I have high tolerance for just cheese and bad, and Michael Bublé just brings something out of me. Like, I can't, I would kill the VH1 producers. <laughs> um, my my research team has not answered whether, uh, who was in life with Eddie Murphy, but they did say I should tell people that Tom Demena is on the phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Tom Demena? The Tom Demena. Wow. And he's been on the phone with us for a while. Um, so that that voice on the phone, that's who, who you were hearing. Oh, wow. Um, but John, well, uh, Tom has called, every, I think, every time you've uh, been on the show. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, but, but the first time you couldn't hear him because you were on Zoom. Yes. <laughs> um, how's it going, Tom? Good, good, good. I'll, I'll, let, I'll leave you to it, but uh, thank you for, for indulging me in my... Small way on John Mayer. That was, that was a fun little 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 ride. Um, as fun as far as fun little rides, let's let's do um, his song "Fun Little Ride." <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a fun little. He likes to get right up on the mic too. Yeah. Lots of compression. Um, baby. Can I just ask quickly? I don't just quickly. Just what was the whole scandal with him? Didn't he say something really bad and got in trouble? He he said that uh, I think the he said multiple things, but he said that his um he basically he said sexually he is a white supremacist. Oh wow! Oh right, right, right. Um, yeah, but he said it in a um, fun, uh, you know, he's joking around. He said it in a funnier way, but uh, yeah, that was the that was the thing. Uh, no, as long you as mean, we're... That part... what's that, Tom? The part of the the real hatred you might have. I mean, I have is that he also thinks of himself as like a quasi funny person that can like do funnier dive videos. But that's like also part of the mix in why he's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, yeah, I think Chappelle uh, kind of brought him in. To the mix, yeah. He was on some Chappelle show skits and stuff, yeah, yeah. White people love John Mayer. White people love guitar. I think, right? That was yeah. the thing. And then, like, yeah, I can't remember that sketch. I, I remember like the Office, and then like a woman being topless, and then yeah. they showed it uncensored, and she just had a flush colored bra, and I was disappointed as a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> Tom, I was gonna say that we could um, do a, a couple minutes. John Field, I, I texted him this week and I said, have you seen White Lotus and or The Staircase? And John Field said, no, but I can binge it. And he showed up today and he said, I, I didn't get around to binging those. But um, I did tell the Race to the Bottom community last week that it was their homework to binge both of those shows because you were calling in about them uh, this week, Tom. But... Just so we're not leaving people out um, in the lurch, let's try to convince 
John feel that that he needs to watch these two shows? Mm-hmm. And let's do it. And Have then... you watched Enlightened, John? En- Enlightened? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Is that, that I'm going to guess that feels like an HBO show. Yeah, with about... L- Laura Dern. Oh, I was going to guess about teenagers <laughs> having sexual relations with each other. He hasn't. Well, it's a good it's a good starter course. It's it's, it's Mike White's claim to fame. That's what got him. Mike White's the creator of the White Lotus. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, he takes you to these pretty dark places. And Lord Dern uh, plays this um, kind of a stranded person. And but that we got, don't that want got a lot of attention. We don't want to try to convince John to watch this show by telling him he needs to watch a whole other show too. <laughs> well, he needs to know that Mike White, the guy that created the show, is, I think, the best writer around. Yeah. He's doing really cool work. I agree. And um, he's taking you to some really dark places, and you're able to, like, you know, get uh, a lot of laughs out of it. And, uh, he's, you know, I just feel like right now it's hard to navigate those waters, and he's doing it, you know? I kind of feel right now like I feel when I have planned my lesson um, as a because I am a middle school teacher. Um, when I have this great lesson, but the kids haven't read the book, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, White Lotus is is great. Um, I think we need to give people a little more time to to watch it before you and I uh, really go there with with that, Tom. But then the staircase is this other thing. This is on Netflix, and this is this documentary. And Tom recommended uh, I watch the staircase. Is this like a true crime? Documentary? It's a true crime yeah. documentary about this guy um, who's accused of killing his wife. He says his wife fell down the staircase. Huh. Um. And it's a courtroom uh, true crime documentary that spans about. 15 years. And wow. It's, uh, yeah. Imagine being in trial for 15 years. Um, yeah. <laughs> over, you know, something that I don't know. I, I don't want to give it away, but mm-hmm. you don't really know what, what the story is, but I'll just say these things are a little gross. Watching a trial. I mean, on a, in a documentary, watching somebody's life play out in a trial is pretty, it's the same thing with like Tiger King. I, you know, it was, yeah, it was entertaining, but, <laughs> there's there's a gross factor here that's mm-hmm. like hard to rub off when you watch something yeah. for that long. But to, to the, what I think was so useful about this is you see the behind the scenes of what goes into these trials day to day. And I, I use the example of you know watching this attorney just <laughs> freak out on on the local slideshow operator the night before his opening statement, you know, where yeah. of course he's got to like, you know, rehearse all the cues with this person, this local operator in um, North Carolina. And it's and, like um, 2003. So this guy yeah. is like learning how to use PowerPoint and doesn't, and he's like the expert that the court has appointed and he doesn't yeah. really know how to use PowerPoint. That is so stressful. And the, <laughs> the lawyer is, is a, a, he's about to burst out of his body uh, with frustration. And yeah, and he's like a competent lawyer that you've just been, I don't know, I was impressed with. I love that like lawyer. He's doing it for all the right reasons. Yeah. I love that lawyer. I love yeah. that lawyer. I mean, I hate lawyers and I, I love that lawyer. And I also thought, on top of that, he's dealing with, you know, local 
pressures where, you know, you see what, what really goes on where you have mysterious fire alarms and you have bailiffs, you know, interrupting mm-hmm. for no reason who are, you know, are just trying to monkey wrench the process. And, um, Tom, would you, we, you know, did you watch uh, Staircase with your with your uh, wife? But happy birthday to 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 her, by the way. Thank you. Did thank you guys you. watch it together? Uh, no. no, no. I spared her. She was at work, and then I. That's usually when I do my you know binges. Mm-hmm. Um, because she works as a server at this restaurant, so. Because that's a binge binge time. I I my wife my wife who says my wife like that. Um, (laughs) we watched it together because she is a uh, huge true crime and she heard you recommend it on the show Tom and we spent the whole time trying to figure out who we would cast Hmm. if you did a movie Mm -hmm. version uh, which was fun Mm -hmm. Um, well that's a tough uh, tough actor to find for for the lead that is a very unique man, mm-hmm. the bisexual um, former fictional writer turned um, murderer. Speaking of casting, our research department did get back to us. Really? Um, and it, it was Martin Lawrence yeah. uh, co-starring in Life with Eddie Murphy. I can't believe you have over 50 people and it took them <laughs> 40 minutes for them to get back to you. This is... I mean, whatever you're paying them, and I'm looking mm-hmm. right at, at them right yeah, now. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. You're just staring them. They like, should be paying. You guys yeah. should be paid less. Wow. And I don't respect anyone here except for John. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you guys, need John Mayer. You John mean. Mayer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tom, um, thanks for calling in, buddy. I'm My a, pleasure, man. Yeah, and we'll. we'll t- so, race to the bottom, community. You have you have like an, another month. To finish the staircase and White Lotus, and then Tom, I want uh, we'll do a whole show about the two two shows. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. Have a good day. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Good call. It's a great call. I think it's one of the best calls ever happened on the show. <laughs> um, John, when you were on last time, I asked you about your. Uh, former life as a as a dog walker yes and tom who was just on the line was also a dog walker Hmm. and i brought up your uh dog walking history because i wanted to ask you a question and i never asked you a question um when i say the word dog walk clothesline what is that um what do you think i'm referring to a dog walk clothesline like the leash tripping somebody yeah yeah I feel like a lot of people, and I'm not accusing you as a dog walker because I think dog walkers know what they're doing. But I feel like in the pandemic, a lot of people have gotten dogs that they have put a lot of emotional energy into. They've they've privileged their dogs, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Life is hard. Love your dog. Um. But they have, they're on the New York City streets. We walk places, right? We're walking here. We got stuff to do. Yeah. These people with their, with their leashes, they'll be on one side of the sidewalk and they let their dog go wander off to the other side of the sidewalk, thus taking up the entire sidewalk. I can't get by. 
It's ridiculous. <laughs> you need to go out there with scissors <laughs> and liberate every single one of these dogs. Mm-hmm. And I think within a week, within a week, we'll see the end of yeah. dog dog walk clo- clothesline. Dog walk clothesline. Yeah, yeah. TM. I trademarked. You should dog walk clothesline. You should. You should. Uh, you should register with the trademark association of America. I know you're. You're uh, just playing along with me, but do you, is that, am I crazy that I feel like this is an issue? Is this come up in your life? It's very annoying. I think, um, especially like near park areas and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, uh, I, it's weird how politicized dogs are. Like I, um, (laughs) uh, I, I do city government stuff just really at this point, it's just, hanging around but yeah. um the city council candidate i supported uh she's now doing like listening sessions so i'm just hanging around and as people like parks and rec type people just come in mm-hmm. and, like from like the tv show yeah will come in and give their complaints and it was like a three-hour session and maybe a good hour was dedicated to a variety of opinions about what to do policy-wise with dogs in new york city mm-hmm. which is just um uh it's weird because they don't vote uh, <laughs> there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't vote, but you know, like, uh, uh, uh there's just, you know, what kind of stuff did anybody bring up dog walk clothesline? Nobody brought it up. Uh, a lot of people thought dogs should be on leashes, mm-hmm. uh, especially in like prospect park, which like mm-hmm. I was sitting there because uh, like dogs will just, it's like, looks like dog heaven, just like rolling Hills and just thousands yeah. of dogs just like running around each other and, and leaving behind messes. Uh, and I'm like, just let them be free. They don't have any chance to be free, but people thought people wanted a dog park and, uh, people wanted dogs to stop being on leashes and they wanted them to stop leaving around their gifts on mm-hmm. the sidewalks. I think that was what the, um, uh, the, the people capital T yeah. <laughs> capital P that's what the people want. And, the, uh, right and, and also what the discourse, the held. discourse. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, uh, dog discourse right now. <laughs> What about, I know, of you know, you talked about them leaving around their presence. Um, what about their pee, though? Because in, so, like, Upper East Side, where I work, yeah, it just smells like pee. I mean, that's where you have the nightmare, because, like, Upper East Side is grid, sidewalk, road, and it's just, uh, I when I dog walked, it would be, like, up there, and it's just, like, I don't know. As a dog walker, I didn't. I wasn't paid to give a crap. So like the dog would just leave behind your, like, just like pee while it's walking yeah. and some person would yell at me. And I'm like, you're not paying me yeah. $15 an hour to do what they wanted the you to get, do something with the pee. I don't know what to do with the pee. I mean, it's, yeah. it's old upper East side women. They want someone yeah. to yell at you about. So like, uh, yeah. uh, that was part of it. But, um, uh, uh, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's not good for flowers, I think. Oh, uh, you don't want them to pee on the flowers. But it was just in the middle of the sidewalk, which yeah. sucks, but I'm not regularly eating food off the sidewalk. <laughs> so what's, uh, you have anything to plug? Uh, I mean, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at America's Comic. And also I have a YouTube channel, uh, The John Field Show. I do essays and short sketches. And I've, good. I've been spending way too much time writing what's going to probably be a 40 minute essay on the Kia hamster commercials, which is just getting away from me. Um, uh, but yeah, are you the new counterpoints? I I was watching a lot of counterpoints trying to figure out what angles she hasn't covered already. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, she's 
one of the best at that stuff. And I like a lot of those people. Some of them also, I feel like just took up that real estate when nobody else was doing it. I don't want to talk trash on anybody, but yeah, she's so good. And just, she's a lot of people online hate her. And I think it's because she just gives everyone their due diligence of like, okay, you're a hateful racist. Here's your point of view. And here's why I should challenge it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, she's great at that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She is kind of leaning into the cancel culture thing a little too much for me though. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I'm not, I'm not going to cancel her for that. No. But, uh, well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's it's yeah. always fun. It's getting, I'd say it's getting more fun each time you yeah. come. We're I, loosening up. It's like a barrel full of monkeys. Um, next week on the show, guys, um, is will be uh, I'll be joined by comedian Joe Zimmerman. You know oh, Joe Zimmerman? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's he's my buddy from from Asheville. We really, we, uh, yeah. We used to. Um, do comedy there yeah. he was did it a lot better than i did oh uh, that's um he's got a he's got a new record coming out called um like jokes to fall asleep to or something i'll i'll uh i just had it uh, my document open and then i closed it because i'm getting ready for crime talk bk which is uh coming up here at the top of the hour that's <laughs> radio talk top it's of the hour top of the hour but Joe Zimmerman and I, Joe is is uh, gotten into bird watching during the pandemic. Really, and he's gonna get, he's gonna do like an on bird watching. He's gonna try to convince uh, all of us that we should get into bird watching. Is he gonna talk about the drama of bird watching that's been happening? Oh, like the Central Park thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe's not like a, a super political guy, so I I think Joe's an observational comic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, he like, will. There's like, are, are you thinking of, I don't know if we're running out the clock, I, don't know, I was going to talk, but there's a guy who does bird calls who made the very, made the bird watcher community very mad oh. because it's bad etiquette. Oh, no, I, I'll ask him about that. That's a, a good, uh, thank you. Yeah. You want to join the research team? Sure. I, well, I mean, I think you should get rid of all these guys yeah. first. And I, That's I could, more pre-search. Pre-search yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, why isn't it not the search team? They shouldn't. They shouldn't have to research it. They should have searched it right for the first. <laughs> the first one. Um, let's cleanse our palate with some actual uh, good new music. This is uh, Steve Gunn, and he just had a uh, his new album just came out, and it's called uh, New. Uh, what's it called? Come Pieces on. of you. What's this album called? Other You. Steve Gunn, Other You. Um, I'm digging this record. I just listened to it the first time on the way to the studio, and this is the last song on the record, and it's called Ever Feel That Way. This is what John Mayer should have done. Yeah. Um, Enjoy it. I'll talk to you guys next week. If you're listening on your computer, you can download the app for your phone. If you like what you heard, uh, you can go by this... um, website and and donate that's how we uh, stay afloat have a good week peace
Never